0: I know it's been um, a little while since I got my weekly update out, but um, it's been a little bit busy with our Christmas rush that we get in the construction game, and I'm sure you're all aware of uh, how much pressure that comes with and, uh, um, you know, what we've got to try and achieve. It's... uh it's it's a funny thing, and it's a, probably a good point to start. Is you know every year the, the pressure to get so much extra work done before Christmas is just out of this world. It just it just piles on us. We've got a shorter month. Num- number one, number two is it's the, it, we're coming into a holiday season. We're tired. We've had a long year. We're looking forward to a break. But if you think about it traditionally, why construction actually went hard in December is they were trying to fix up cash flow for January because historically, January was the closed down period for construction. All the trades went on holidays for the whole of January. That's just when they took their four weeks off. But that's not the case anymore. But we still push to get everything in by Dece- by the end of December so we can go away. But the, the reality is now we come back. I'm pretty sure this next year we, we're back in on the 4th and... You know, we're pretty much only having the main days, the main the two weeks off, and we're straight back into it. And it's been like that for the last three or four years. So all this pressure that comes on for January is a, it's a little bit crazy. Um, we talk a lot in the team, and we we have a lot of um, briefings about just you know just handle the perceived pressure, and just do what you can do. Don't get too overwhelmed by it because guess what? We'll be back early January. We'll get whatever we've missed for this month, we'll, we'll make happen early next month. So it's an interesting one. It's sort of – it's it just piles on and it's never been any different, but I, I wish it would. It's, um, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. Which brings us to the next point is because we're pushing so hard is we've just got trades not caring about the next trades. You've got trades who are only caring about getting what they have to do, do it quickly, get in and out. So the quality of work drops off, the amount of waste we have in our time and, and effort just is, is through the roof again, you know, we're turning up to jobs which are not ready. People are over booking things. People are not turning up. The whole month just turns into a mess. Um, it, I, I just think it'd be better if everyone just calmed the farm a little bit and, and um, slowed down and tried to just uh, just stay as normal because I, I really can't see why the heck we have this cut-off period at Christmas. I understand people trying to get into the, their houses, but I just don't understand the rest of it. You know, if, if handovers just before Christmas, yeah, go hard, but really for getting slabs in the ground, drains in the ground, site cuts done, just keep it as per normal and per scheduled. My next point in my diary is purchase orders in the construction game. This is a becoming a bigger issue with my business and people I speak to around the place. Is it's They've got the same problem as well. Is customers are important to us, and we want to do our best by them. We'll sometimes get asked by supervisors, construction managers, whoever it is, to just get you know get this this work done, and I'll send you a purchase order so we can invoice against it. The problem is, we do this work, and then sometimes we don't get these purchase orders. Well, a lot of the time we don't get them, and it becomes a huge administrative cost to try and chase it down. We must, well, just not worry about it; just break it even. The amount of time and effort we put into chasing these things, so we've got a, we've had to Im- implement a policy in the office that we don't start any work without it without a purchase order in the system, and what that's highlighted to us here at BaseCon is that you know there's a lot of purchase orders we didn't have and there's a lot of work we were doing um, that these purchase orders weren't getting generated for. So it's one tip I can give everyone who's in this in, in this construction game, is make sure, and it's not personal really, it's just a business transaction, remember that, it's not personal at all, Is just push back. And if you go back to what I spoke about last time, is it's about saying, yeah, look, I'll do the work for you, but you need to give me a purchase order so I can get this it going. If you don't push back at that point to get that purchase order so you can invoice for it, you won't see it. Or you're going to spend a lot of time and effort trying to get it. These big organisations going backwards is hard for them. They just need that their processes work moving forward, Um, and extras are not a great thing they budget for. So if you want to get it, or they want you to do it, and you, you know it's going to be at a cost, a hefty cost, unless you're prepared to wear that cost, is make sure you get that purchase order before you start the work. Because you know, in this volume game, it, it's it just gets harder and harder and harder to to get it back. And and we'll, it's it's an it's a daily occurrence for me. I've got the boys coming into the office saying, you know, they're desperate, they're begging me. I got to, I've got this supervisor who's begging me to get this done, and he hundred percent guarantees me he's going to have the purchase order on my desk. Experience tells me I know their best intentions is to get it for us, but. Once the work's done, it's no longer high on their priority list to get us a purchase order. And and once again, I don't take that personally. I understand they're busy people. So the only way you can fix it is up front. The next thing's just an, an observation and people I've been speaking to and things I've been hearing in the industry, and that and that's about people going into bankruptcy and an and administration and how quickly people are to judge them um, and not give them another chance. Look, it, it's something... That happens a lot, happens a lot in construction and because of the lack of either business knowledge, uh, the, like just going back to where you know I spoke about before about purchase orders and, and knowing out invoice and knowing whether your loss is in the business and your waste is in the business. I really think personally no one wants to go broke on purpose. Um, it's generally something that's just crept up on them and they've been caught out. But geez, as a society we're very quick to judge them and, you know, and, and brand them as no good just because they've you know, things have gone skew if for them. It may not have even been anything to do with them. They might have a client, you know, have all their eggs in one basket, that old saying and you know, that client goes under which causes them to go under. I, I just think people need to be careful not to judge you know, it's and give people a second chance to rebuild and have a go at it. And like, well, we've got clients who used us in the early days, and and that this has got nothing to do with financial reasons. But we weren't fantastic at what we were doing, and we've worked together, or you know, we've parted ways. But they've given us another chance, and we've, we're a different company. And we do this on a daily basis as well. We've got subcontractors who start out, and they're, they're you know their processes and the way we work with them is not fantastic, but we tend to give them. A second chance when they when they make mistakes and and learn from those mistakes and and I'll be honest with you, the, a lot of them we have a better business relationship than than most because there's a little bit of um, honour in that. But yeah, look, I just think you know even the big companies they go under. So just don't don't be quick to judge people. You never know when you're going to need a help. And yeah, I'll just go back to the point. I, I really think people need to keep it clear that most people don't go and want to go and go broke. On purpose, but it does happen, yeah? The last one I've got in here is communication. Communication is such a, a loose word in some ways, like it's what communication is these days. Is it a text message? Is it an email? Is it a phone call? Something we put on Facebook's, Facebook? Is it something we put on Instagram? There's so many different things now we can communicate with and it's really hard to understand what each person likes to be communicated via. We, we tend to think here with our... our our supervisors that their phones are ringing off tap so they don't want to hear from us but then again you sort of feel like you're not communicating well especially my team feel like they're not communicating unless they are calling and speaking to people so we're, we're going back to a real mixture of things so text messages um, emails and as and limit the phone calls as much as we can just to make their life a little bit easier but it, it, it's hard to know what each person's after so you know, you just got to get a feel from them. And we've got some construction managers who love to chat. They're, I mean, seriously, you get them on the phone, they're there for 20 minutes who just love to be talking to people. And then we've got others who, are two words, so and you can almost take it personally, but they're not. They're just very busy people and they don't want to waste time. I've got to be guilty. I'm probably one of those people you you don't want to sit on the phone all day. So a tip for guys in the in, in the construction game and subcontractors out there who are growing their business and, and are trying to build relationships this is the weird thing about what we do here in this industry is the least people are talking to you and you're still busy, your phone's not ringing, you're doing a great job. So if you're not getting a lot of phone calls coming in and you're not having a lot of phone calls going out, you're doing a really, really good job. People are never going to call you to tell you you're doing a fantastic job, or they rarely will, but by golly, they'll ring you off off hook when, when you're doing something wrong. They also want to know what's going on the whole time. So you know, a quick text message, an email, whatever it is, you know it's you just got to find what works for each supervisor but in general i think it's if we can limit the amount of phone calls that are going through we're making their life easy anyway that's all my tips for this week we'll catch you next week